evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks and geeks, worms and germs, and welcome to Cinemastery's Cocktail Hour. I'm your host, Tahi Larocco, a.k.a. Don Perignon, a.k.a. The Doctor. And today's episode is full of shit. We've got <laughs> little doll shit to human-sized turds. And just when you think there's a light at the end of the sewage tunnel, it turns out to be just a low luminetic dust right before you fall into the fucking bay. <laughs> With me, as always, the woman who might not be here much longer, Miss Robin Dubois. Good evening, all. Good evening. And you're a pain in my ass. Indeed. Indeed. I have been shopping around for new toll hosts, by the way. Do what you gotta. <laughs> you can't. You see no problem keeping up with the schedule. I know two of those times is my fault, but four months was yours. (laughs) All right. Since we're behind by a month. (laughs) It's crazy. It's November. (laughs) Only, only, only this fucking show will have a season premiere and then take a whole fucking month off. Oh, but we're here now, and because we're behind, we're going to be doing a little things differently. We're going to be doing a Chucky up. There'll be no news. There will be no news, because we don't have time for that, or any stories. Although I do want to talk about two things that I saw in the news. One, did you see the Alec Baldwin thing? Oh, there it Yeah, goes. most definitely, yeah. That was really sad and tragic. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for that to calm down a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it got loud. Okay, there it goes. Just get a little quieter. <laughs> All right, just for a moment. Like, I don't even want it to stop. Just get a little quieter. Sounds like you got fucking construction going on. It does in different places. Like. <laughs> All right, we're just going to continue. <coughs> I don't understand how that happens. I really don't understand how Everyone's that trying to figure out happens. how that happened. After Brandon Lee. Right. I thought there was a restriction too. for having live rounds on set, period. They're saying potential sabotage because the assistant. Yeah, yeah, this is the same thing with Brandon Lee. It was was assassination. It was on purpose. It was sabotage. Some some assholes always come up with some stupid ass conspiracy theory. But like reading through everything, Hollywood takes like security and like that stuff very seriously on the set. Yeah, that's why I like. You're not even supposed to have live rounds on the set, period. Exactly. That's what they were saying. Like, they're like, why were there live rounds when yeah, are af- supposed to? Yeah, after, after what happened with Brandon Lee, you were restricted from having... Because they used to use live rounds for shooting in the air and stuff like that. And then after what happened with Brandon Lee, live rounds was restricted from offset. I mean, on set. <laughs> so I don't know why there was a live round on set. That's what I'm confused about. Like, is somebody on set walking around with a gun? (laughs) They just left the bullet lying around? 
Right. Let me just let me just place this here to blend around or just to hang out with these prop guns. Well, no, not that. Like, you know, someone was reloading their gun and they just put it down and someone the other gun? No, they just left the bullet line around and someone said, Oh, who left this here and put it with the rest of the things? There, because there was. Let me read what it was saying. Because there's not supposed to be any bullets. There weren't supposed to be any bullets in that gun. It was supposed to be a cold gun. They call it cold gun. Yeah, they yell cold gun when it's supposed to indicate the gun didn't have any live rounds in it. Yeah, I get. Okay, that's that. That's okay. And then I, I mean, you could say someone forgot to take it out. Sitting there. Let me see. I, I just I don't understand how a live round got on set, period. That's 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 what got me. I'm yes, like, grabbed one of the three prop guns that the... Because, like, you know, they had them, like, set aside. There were three prop guns there. They grabbed one of them. Yeah, okay. Still doesn't explain why there are live rounds on the exactly. set. Exactly, it still doesn't Like, you can have a live gun and put blanks in it, and it'll still work. It'll just It's just blanks. But there's no reason to have live rounds on set. You're not even no, allowed no. to have live rounds on set. You're so not unless I'm saying maybe somebody was walking around with their personal gun, she left one of their bullets on the table, someone picked it up and said, oh, what's this doing here? And put it with the rest of the stash of bullets? I don't know. I, that's the only way I can gun. see something like that happen. Yeah, that it doesn't make any like I I I'm very curious to see the ending verdict with this because all of it doesn't make any sense. It really the guns doesn't. were sitting there. Everyone knows you work in the movie set. There's not supposed to be live bullets in it. It's checked beforehand. Also, unless it wasn't checked, it wasn't wait. checked. They said here. <laughs> it wasn't checked. They said here. They said, "Oh, these are cold guns. Here, take this gun." No one bothered I to guess, check. They just saw the sign that said cold guns, picked it up, said, here, take this gun. Because, you know, because it's like, it's a uns- it's a rule. And like, at this point, unspoken, like, you know, there's not supposed to be live rounds in here anyway. So I, thought, I, guess, I thought it was a, 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 an official rule. It is a rule. But, yeah, you know, it's it's an official 20 years, rule. they don't need to verbally say it because they no, know. No, I mean, it was r- official written rule. <laughs> It is. It yeah. is an official so, written rule. But, like, you know, that's probably why they just thought it was a cold gun on set because it's supposed to be when the assistant handed it to Alex Baldwin. You know, but either way, who put live rounds in a gun? It's not who brought live law. rounds in a gun. It's who brought live rounds onto the set. That's the question. Who brought live rounds onto the set? It has nothing to do with the gun. Has nothing to do with the gun being loaded. It has to do with the fact that somebody brought live rounds onto the set. <laughs> and the only way I can see that happening is with somebody's personal gun. And then they decided to they left a bullet, the bullet fell out of their pocket, or they left the bullets in the way, or they decided to change to, to load the gun and left the bullet on the table. And someone picked it up and said, Oh, what is this doing here? Thinking it was a blank and put it in the pile with the blanks. That is just insane. And then somebody put the gun down, didn't bother to check it before they put it in a cold round sack, and that's how it ended up over there. That's the only way I can see that happening. Now we have to wait and see. Oh, the only other way, which I seriously doubt, is they went through a very, very old stack of bullets, like a stack of bullets that was sitting there for 20 years, and it had a live round in it. 
And in that case, it's nobody's fault. It's just insane. Those are the only two ways I can see that happening. Sabotage. <laughs> like, where, I swear, those conspiracy theories are the worst. Sabotage. Who would want to sabotage Alec Baldwin's movie? I, right. For I what reason? Movie. Besides the fact that the man is basically a has-been. He comes back. He's like John Cena coming back to the WWE every once in a while. All of a sudden, his name pops up, and he's popular again, and he disappears <laughs> for a long time just to pop up again. So who the hell is trying to sabotage his movie or career or have anything against that man? <laughs> I'm like, what is... Like, sometimes people just go out of control. All of a sudden, ah, oh, sabotage. Sabotage? This is Alec Baldwin, not the president of the United States. Or the Queen of England. It's not some industrial corporation with some breakthrough technology. Okay? Sabotage. Jesus fucking Christ. Sabotage. And the other thing I want to talk about. This is this is really over. Let's <laughs> let this article. In Germany. In Berlin. Because you know Germans always got to jump that line. Mm. A group of guys was playing squid games and beating the shit out of losers. I'm like, yeah, really? Y'all always have to just cross that line. You can't like dangle over it and look. No, no, you always gotta hop over it. No care in the world. I'm like, fine, y'all playing squid games, but why are you beating the shit out of the losers? Mm-mm-mm. So that's all the news we have for today. Alright. And now for something completely different. Did you watch Chucky? No, you were right. It's (laughs) not the box. I tried. And then the app didn't work on my phone. I used to have the. Why doesn't. I don't know why. Wait, the app should work on your phone. I don't know. You have Hulu. Like, the phone should automatically. Because it's a new phone. I should have did it with my Apple phone. But yeah, I Apple, phone. My Apple phone. Wait, how old my... is your phone? It's not old or anything. It just kept crashing. Oh, but it, so, it was able to. It was you was able to get it though, right? I was able to download it. It just crashed after like I think a, a software update. <laughs> like, I had a Sci-Fi app on my TV, my Apple TV, but I can never watch it because I have a toddler. Huh. On the TV. I can't watch it on the big TV because I can't put it on Chucky while she's up. She's not going to know the difference? What? These kids... Oh, no. These kids are very impressionable. I don't watch blood and gore or creepy things. She's not going to know the difference? She's just going to know red color. You're so funny. No. They (laughs) are very impressionable. Uh, Chucky used to scare me as a kid for years. Stop projecting your problems onto your child. She's too. Why would I uh, put a murderous doll uh, screaming in front of her? She's probably not even going to pay attention to the TV. Put some toys in front of her. She'll be busy playing. She pays attention to Put some toys in front of her. She'll be busy playing. This is the age where they're saying and doing everything that they see. 
So you think she's going to watch Chuck Lee become a mass murderer? I know. I just think she might get nightmares. <laughs> so she gets nightmares. Every kid has nightmares. Kids supposed to have nightmares. Everyone's supposed to have nightmares. I will not be a part of giving her doll-ridden nightmares. <laughs> doll-ridden nightmares. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw Freddy Cougar. I think I might have been like, Somewhere between, somewhere around the ages of seven and ten, and I, oh, I remember what scene it was. I think my father was watching it. I wasn't really watching it. My father was watching it, and I walked in a couple of times because the first time I saw it, it was at the end of a VHS tape that had I think Transformers on it, and then I saw the beginning with the knives, and I said, "Nope, turn this off." Click, went to bed. <laughs> And then my father was watching it. I think it was the next day, too. My father was watching it. So I went in. I saw a little at the beginning. And I kind of wasn't really paying attention. And then I left. And I came in again. And I got curious. So I started watching it. And you know the Johnny Depp scene? <laughs> when he gets pulled into the bed. And all the blood comes shooting up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's the scene I watched. Oh my gosh. And as soon as I saw the blood spewing out on the ceiling, I ran in the front and started watching football. And I hated football. I was like, nope, that's it for me. Dude, that shit is scarring. Uh, it didn't scar me, but I was like, no, nah, that's it for me. I'll watch this instead. I don't know how to turn the channel, but I'll watch this instead. Uh, I know, for some reason, I couldn't remote the remote control. I forgot why. Probably was on some dumb settings, and I was just like, well, this is what I'm watching, because I'm not going back in there. Uh, I remember I saw Evil Dead at a friend... A friend's house? I don't even remember his friend's name. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yo, man, that scared the shit out of me. I remember my mother came to pick me up. I didn't even see the end because my mother came and picked me up in the middle of the movie. This is in the daytime we were watching it, too. And <laughs> she came and picked me up. Yo, I kept looking at her in the car, waiting for her to turn into a dead eye. <laughs> she was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> waiting for her to turn into a dead eye. The whole ride home. <laughs> I swear to God, I jumped right the fuck out of that car. She did. A highway or no highway. I really tried a better chance. Uh, those are the only two movies that ever scared me in my life. After yeah. that, it's just like, it's all fake. I'm like, why am I scared? It's all fake. Yeah, once you get older. Well, I will walk you through fucking Chucky. <sighs> First episode, I have no idea where this timeline starts. They give you no indication of when this was. I stopped watching these fucking movies after the third one. I was done. So I don't know when this takes place. But the Chucky doll is being sold in a yard sale and his kid buys it. And then we get a backstory through a podcast on Charles Lee Ray. This takes place in Hackensack, New Jersey, by the way. Mm -hmm. Which apparently is 
Charles Lee's way of hometown. How he ended up back there, I don't know. When they established this was his back, his uh, his um hometown. hometown. I don't know. Maybe in one of the other movies, I have no fucking clue. And they could have used this whole time, this stupid podcast, to give us a timeline of some sort to let us know after which movie this takes place. Maybe all of them. I don't even know how many fucking movies they are. Did you see The Bride of Chucky? Nope. It's probably in The Bride of Chucky they indicated where he was. Nope, I didn't see that shit. I said I was done after the third one. Um, so the kid is an artist, and he's gay, and, and I only say he's gay because that plays a role, but doesn't, but does. Um, he's trying to take the head off of Chucky for this sculpture he's making. His dad comes in. And this is when it gets weird. This is already this is weird. His dad seems supportive. He's concerned but supportive of his son, right? Oh, I thought he was about to beat him. I was waiting. <laughs> Wait, we'll get to that. <laughs> because then his brother, his wife, and their son come over. So the kid's cousin. Mm-hmm. Father is a deadbeat, and the brother is successful. And of course, the his the the kid's father. The kid's name is Jake, by the way. Jake's father resents his brother for being successful and blah blah blah. His brother is talking to him about whether he needs money, if he needs help, let me know, yada yada yada. Then the son who's a uh, a cousin who's a dick, for no reason whatsoever, starts hawking on on Jake about being gay. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it that passive aggressive way. Like you know how you how how someone makes fun of someone being gay but pretending like they're saying it like it's common and it's okay. It's cool mm-hmm. to be gay. In an obnoxious type of voice. He's he's doing that shit. His parents aren't saying a damn thing. Well, they kinda are, but not really saying anything. They're just like the hell oh, Oliver, that was his cousin's name. They're like, Oliver? And he's like, No, it's cool to be gay, right, Jake? <laughs> So, Jake's father finally gets pissed off, throws his glass of whiskey on the ground, <laughs> curses out his brother and their family, then goes upstairs and proceeds to destroy Jake's sculpture. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> One minute he's supportive. He's cause he seems concerned and supportive because he, before he's talking about how Jake has no friends and he should go out and hang out with people and blah blah blah. But then he's like the doll is the sculpture's cool and da, and all of a sudden he comes in here and starts tearing the shit up. So the apple doesn't far fall from the tree, so the apples are all rotting from his family. <gasps> but then why the fuck was he they make him supportive in the beginning? What kind of tomfoolery? Continue. I'm hanging on your everywhere. That's why I was this like, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, okay, because I'm sitting there like, oh, that's nice. His dad's supportive and very concerned about him not having friends. Then all of a sudden, this happens. I'm like, wait, so what do they want his father to be? So the kid starts crying, and then the next day, he takes Chucky to school, and I wrote, why? Why is he carrying his fucking doll in school? Why are teachers allowing him to bring this doll to school? Soon as he walked up to the door, security guards, if they have security guards, I know in my school they did, should have said, you can't bring that in here. 
You are correct. It does not compute. But he brings his doll to school. Um, his cousin's dating this this bitch named Lexi, mm-hmm. who is nice to Jake in his face, and then decides to do a prank on him. And I wrote down these characters are very confusing. <laughs> Because first she's like, oh, that Chucky doll is cool. And then she offers him help if he needs help for some reason. I forgot why. Something he was talking about. Then all of a sudden she does this GoFundMe for him as a prank. What? Yeah. uh, Property must be stopped with his picture and Chucky. It was a GoFundMe. First of all, you can't even do that with a GoFundMe. (laughs) You can't do that with GoFundMe. Second of all, I'm pretty sure there's some penalty for fake fucking shit on GoFundMe. So, yeah, none of that made any fucking sense. Like, for GoFundMe, if your fuck GoFundMe is not real or bullshit like that, there is a fucking... First of all, they won't even allow you. And if they do allow you, and that money doesn't go where it's supposed to go, there's a fucking penalty. Or you don't give what you're supposed to give. There's a fucking serious penalty for that shit. So, yeah, that made no fucking sense. Uh, What happened after that? Oh, yeah, so then... I think Mm -hmm. somebody was bullying him, too. Yeah, this kid was bullying him. And the teacher was just allowing this. (laughs) She she allowed the GoFundMe thing because the teacher saw it. And then just said, okay, okay, enough class. Some kid pushes him as he walks by him, knocking Chucky on the ground. Mm -hmm. Teacher doesn't say a goddamn thing. But for some reason, confiscates Chucky. <laughs> and I'm wondering, why was he allowed to sit in class with the damn doll the whole time anyway? Mm-hmm. No, she didn't confiscate her. He asked her to hold on to it. That's why I'm like, why is he still allowed to have the fucking doll in the first place? Oh, this shit was just fucking stupid. <laughs> what happened after that? Um, so then he looks up. Oh, that's why he bought. Okay. Yeah, I remember why he bought the fucking doll to school. And again, it made no fucking sense, which is why he asked the teacher to put it in his locker. He looks up on eBay. Um price of good guy dolls and find out it's worth $15,000. What, what, what? So he decides to sell it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rather than leaving the fucking doll at home where it's safe, right, he takes it to school. And that's when that's when Lexi did this whole fund me because he said he, he told her he was selling a doll and that's when she's like, oh, what, do you need money? Blah, 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 blah. I think it was because he wanted to go to art school. Oh, uh-huh. I think, I think he wanted he think he wanted uh, or an art camp something he wants something he wanted to go to and he needed money for it and his dad couldn't afford it because of the bills. That's when he decided to sell Chucky and yeah and then then he got tasked as a teacher to hold on to it. 
And that's when I said, why the fuck did you bring it to school in the first place? Should have just left it at home. Right. Then something happened, and I wrote in capital letters, what the fuck is going on? And I'm not sure what that was. (laughs) I'm not sure what that was. But I know none of... Oh! Yeah, it was... Yeah, no, I don't know what that was. I don't remember why. It was just very confusing what the fuck was going on, whatever it was. I done completely forgot about it. So then he decides to use Chucky for the talent show for some reason. No. No, he decided to go to the talent show. That's what it was. He decided to go to the talent show. Sorry, this was like three weeks ago. I'm a little confused. No, no, okay. That was another thing that was very confusing about this. His fucking cousin. His cousin acts like a dick to him. But yet, at the same time, he sticks up for him, kind of, sort of. Like when like, she did the GoFundMe thing. I, pick up my, pick I up don't my know. Attention. This is another reason why these characters are very confusing. Like, he was being a dick to him at the fucking dinner table. But then when she, his girlfriend does, Lexi does the GoFundMe thing, he tells her that that's messed up. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? What do you want from these people? What are we supposed to get? Are we supposed to feel bad for them? Are we supposed to sympathize? What the fuck are you trying to do? What do you want for us to feel for these people? Because right now, none of this makes any fucking sense. None of these characters act normal in any type of way whatsoever their fucking moods are up and down like fucking emos <laughs> oh 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 you're a dickhead oh, oh oh you know that was wrong you shouldn't have done that to him but 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 ah fuck you fuck you you piece of shit no 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 it's lexi that was wrong no you you're messed up man the fuck and this goes through the entire goddamn series So, Jake goes home, forgets the fucking doll. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't forget the doll. He goes home and Chucky's there. No. You know what? I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm very confused how this went. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? He left the doll with the teacher. Okay? Mm-hmm. Didn't pick it up. It was still in her locker. And he went home. But for some reason, Chucky was at his house. I don't remember why. Chucky found his way back. He walked back. But he didn't... I don't get, I'm confused. I'm not sure what, I'm missing something. I forgot something I forgot. Because for some reason, Chucky was at his house, but he didn't seem concerned by this. That's why I'm confused. It's like Chucky's at your house and you left it at school. Why are you not concerned by this? (laughs) Also, there's a, a love interest, this kid named, I don't know his fucking name. I forgot. The podcasting kid. But anyway. And they have that whole I like you but I'm scared to say I like you bullshit between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So 
he gets a phone call from someone who's saying, do you still have the, 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 the Chucky doll? And he said, did you check the batteries? So he opens up and sees there's no batteries. <laughs> now, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. If you opened up, you opened up <laughs> a doll that's been talking. You see there's no batteries. What are you going to do with that doll? Listen, that's going straight to a church drop-off. I don't, I, I, it's out my house. It's out of my proximity, like, out of sight in the quickness. What's the first thing you want to do with a doll like that? Just just on the top of your head. I, I would take it to the sanitation and burn that shit myself. Watch <laughs> it burn. You have to watch it burn. Because you 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 bury it in your backyard. Uh uh-uh. uh. Something could dig it up. Guess you what? Just he, throw it out in the trash. Something could dig it out. You gotta guess, burn that. Guess shit. what he does. What does he do? What just, does he do? Just guess. Just take a quick guess what he does. He tries to record it. No, no, he wasn't that stupid. He takes it and throws it in the trash can in the front of his house. Mm -hmm. He just had a doll that was talking with no batteries and you put it in your own trash can. Foolishness. I'm a fucking moron. I'm known for it. on crack it's what happened in one of the Chucky movies I think the mom threw it out in the trash she threw it out in the trash because she didn't want it anymore not because the batteries on it when that shit had no batteries she tried to make it talk and then threaten to throw that shit in the fucking fire <laughs> when she should have just threw that shit in the fucking fire but at least she had the fire part right mm-hmm, that's true that's true he throws it in the trash in front of his house Foolishness. That's foolish. And then for some reason, I forgot why. I think his love interest invited him or something to go to the talent show. Yeah, his love interest was in the talent show. So he went to the talent show. Guess who shows up? Dun, dun, dun. And starts talking for everyone. (laughs) And I wrote, did no one see this fucking dog walking? Like, I get it's a dark auditorium, but you're on the IOC. You didn't see this fucking doll walking down to get in the seat behind Jake. Not one person. Not one. Like, it literally walked right past you. So Chucky starts talking, and they think it's all a ventriloquism act. And then he starts talking. He makes fun of Lexi. Mm-hmm. I think he outed her for liking, oh, for having text messages with Oliver, because Chucky found out, because the teacher called the principal, went to get the principal after the GoFundMe thing, when she helped. Oh, I didn't say that. Yes, I was going to that. She held Lexi out of class. And then Chucky started moving around. And then, that was earlier. So he's and then um, he says a secret. His 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 uh, 
Jake's aunt has some type of secret. She's talking to somebody on the phone secretly. Don't know if it's a boyfriend, a therapist. Mm-hmm. But it's probably a therapist. It's probably a therapist because they don't have a happy home. So it's probably a therapist, but they're making it seem like she's cheating on her husband or some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. It seems like the stupid fucking twats, stupid type of fucking t- plot twist this type of show would have. So, Jake's a big success at the talent show. He takes Chucky home. Let me guess. He says, thank you for Chucky? No, no. Um, I'm trying to remember if... I'm trying to remember if he went straight upstairs or if he ran into his father before he went upstairs. Oh, okay. I remember now. I remember. <laughs> I skipped some stuff because I remember there was some conversations between Chucky and um, and uh, and Jake. Because before he went to the talent show, Chucky came out the garbage. That's what it was. Chucky came out the garbage and was back at his house. And then they had a conversation. <clears throat> and then that's when he tried to leave Chucky at home, went to the talent show. And then Chucky showed up at the talent show and blah, blah, blah. Because that whole time, Chucky was trying to convince Jake to be a killer. Uh, anyway. Uh, open discussion. Okay. Uh-huh. Not really an open discussion. It was more like he was trying to tell them that. Because he didn't know. He didn't realize Chuck, Chucky hadn't killed anybody at that point. So he was trying to convince him. Yeah, Lexi needs to be killed after what she did. Blah, blah, blah. And he was telling him his father's an asshole. Trying to make you think that he was abused as a child as well. It was just, just manipulation type of thing. Not like an open discussion. And then, uh, yeah, so when he got after the talent show, he was a big success at the talent show. Everyone liked him. And Lexi's sister was enamorated with Chucky. So he goes back home, and then he walks in. His father sees him with the doll again, because his father saw him with the doll early and told him to get rid of it. He said he was, because he was. He was selling it. He saw him with the doll again. He was like, oh, it's for the talent show. And then his father starts hitting him. And I'm like, are they, okay, the so it's his, dad? Yes, the one who started out before, who started out supportive, then was pissed off and broke his doll because of his, his brother. Now, all of a sudden, his father's a raging alcoholic <laughs> who abuses him. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why, why am I watching this man slowly progress in a matter of hours, shit that should happen over years? <laughs> like like he had a fast forward button on his life <laughs> like if this was a year if this happened over a, a series of months and years after the tragedy because his mother died the guy's wife died it would make sense or if it was all of a sudden change <laughs> but I'm literally watching stuff that doesn't happen like this happen like this <laughs> it's happened in mere hours I Oh my god. So, so he goes upstairs and he's like, 
he really runs upstairs and says, I hate you. I wish you were dead. And mm-hmm. we get, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Besides the fact we get sh- really, really shitty animatronics. Shitty animatronics. I mean, shitty animatronics. They were awful. Well, we get the stupidest fucking death scene <laughs> ever. Chucky cuts the electricity by busting the fuse box. Mm-hmm. Which is as high as the man's shoulders. <laughs> so how did Chucky even get up there? He would have to get a ladder. And he cannot move a ladder. <laughs> but somehow he managed to get up there and cut the wires from the fuse and get them on the floor. So when Jake's dad goes down there, he steps where the live wires are, mm-hmm. and Chucky throws up an entire bottle of whiskey onto the man's feet, electrocuting him. Hold on, give me one second, Ty. <coughs> you continue. So, I think Jake went downstairs. Yeah, Jake goes downstairs and sees his father getting electrocuted. The cops come. Oh, I wrote this show. This show sucks. <laughs> I think at that, at that point, I wrote this show sucks. The cop so comes in. Uh, the police come. They rule it as an accident. They said some dumb shit. Um, there was a break-in at the school. He says he says that he broke into the school to get Chucky for the talent show because he forgot him. They did the stupid. They did this whole the, the whole stupid body bag zip up cliche in front of the kid. I'm like, the fuck. First of all, no one's gonna pick up a body, have leave it halfway zip, bring it up to the basement, and zip it all the way. They're just going to zip it all the way down in the basement. So that was fucking stupid and cliche and made no fucking sense. Oh, yeah. By the way, Brad Dorff is still doing the voice of Chucky, which is cool. Too bad. Wait, this what? Brad Dwarf. Dwarf. However you say his name. Dwarf. Dwarf. The original voice of Chucky. Oh, I thought you said Brad Pitt. I'm like, no, Brad. no, 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 no. Dwarf. Dwarf. I can never pronounce his name. The original voice of Chucky. Too bad. The show fucking oh, wow, sucks. Yeah, they got him. So he goes to uh, Jake and takes Chucky with him, goes to stay with his aunt and uncle. And that's when it ends. Because he asks Chucky if he killed his dad. Chucky says no. I think he killed the cat too or something. I don't know. We go to episode two, get the podcast again, which still fails to establish a timeline. Uh, Lexi's still a bitch. This time he was not allowed to bring Chucky to school. <laughs> Which is what they should have did the first time. I guess someone said, yo, this is fucking stupid. Why is he bringing his doll to school? So now he's not allowed to bring the doll to school anymore. Because of the talent show thingy. And they said Chucky was just distracting. 
Um, and Chucky kills the maid. Okay, no, no, no. Remember before when I said uh, he said he didn't kill? No, he t- he knew he killed his father. Chucky told him that. That's when he found out Chucky was a killer because he told him he killed his father. He said he, he deserved to die. He wanted you dead because he was abusing you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this time Chucky's not allowed to be brought to school, and for no fucking reason whatsoever. I guess because she cleaned blood off his face, he kills the maid. Now, I stopped. Like I said, I stopped watching after movie three. When did they just have Chucky just randomly killing people? Because in the first three movies, he only killed people with the exception of the voodoo guy. He only killed people who found out that he was alive. Right. So when the hell did he just start randomly killing people for no fucking reason whatsoever? I don't remember him doing that. He always killed anyone who got in his way. He just randomly kills his maid just because she's there. (laughs) So I didn't understand that. Not to mention he's supposed to be laying low. Why would you randomly kill a maid in the goddamn house you're living in at the moment? So... We get more... Oh, I wrote down, kills the maid for cleaning blood and I can feel my brain cells slowly die. <laughs> so we get more bad character development, which I do not remember, so I don't give a shit. And, uh... I wrote down, why is this dialogue so bad? Which is part of the problem, because no one fucking talks this way. There's a party that, uh, oh yeah, Jake's love love interest is the cop's son. And both of them had a parent die within the last year or so or something like that. Whatever. Um, Lexi does something. I don't remember what it was. Don't care. It was fucking hilarious. I they get they did get a chuckle out of me <laughs> when she was talking to her parents about. They're like, "Oh yeah, that talent show was so funny." She was like, "Did you see what he did to me? It's called bullying. He was he's a bully. I'll give you points for that. That did get a chuckle out of me. But um, yeah, her home, her home life is bad, which is why she's a bully because her parents don't pay attention to her, and I'm like. Are you trying to humanize her because it's not working? It was five minutes later. First of all, she acts like a bitch all the time. Five minutes later, she's just going to be bullying this kid. So why are you trying to humanize it for us? This makes no fucking sense. No one's going to feel sorry for her. No one gives a shit about her. Actually, I don't give a shit about any of these people because none of these people are relatable because none of these characters make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. 50 million personalities in one. So there's this party. This Halloween party. And uh, Jake was going to go, but then decides not to go. But then Chucky goes because he wants to kill Lexi. He says it's because she's bullying Jake. Who the fuck knows? That probably would have been more interesting. And what the fuck is going on here? And he decides to go trick-or-treating. And I guess someone looked at the last episode and said, no, we're not doing that shit. Because this time they had a child walking around the entire episode dressed as Chucky. (laughs) That's how bad the animatronics was in the last episode. <laughs> so that was going. Um, Chucky goes trick or treating. 
He asks his will for information rather than candy. He wanted to know where party was. Then gives the lady an apple with a razor blade in it. Um, yeah, some of Chucky's. I wrote down some of Chucky's lines are funny, but it's not enough to save this fucking show. Uh, he goes. Uh, he makes it to the party. What the fuck happens? He starts playing video games with what's the name sister. You know what? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was playing video games with uh, Lexi's sister. Uh, meanwhile, Jake is on his way there. He's there looking for Chucky. Uh, he, Chucky tries to kill Lexi, but fails. Jake takes it away just in, grabs Chucky just in time. No, Chucky just fails. That's what happens. Chucky just fails. And then Lexi decides to dress up as Jake's father getting electrocuted. What? Yeah. That was her Halloween costume. Wow. What a dick. And of course, everyone's taking, uh, everyone is uh, recording it on video to put on YouTube, laughing. So a sexy witch is too much trouble. Okay. Jake leaves for a minute and then decides to go back to tell her off. And he goes to go tell her off, but then sees Chucky there. So he grabs Chucky and he leaves. And he goes home and Chucky is talking to him and convinces him that he should kill Lexi and hands him a knife, making it seem like Chucky is going to be mentoring this kid how to be a killer, which is what they should have done since the beginning of this fucking thing. So I wouldn't have to sit through two hours of stupid fucking melodrama. Mm-hmm. Suddenly the show seems interesting because that's what I thought the show was going to be originally. Thought it was going to be, you know, this kid finds, uh, he, this kid happens across the Chucky doll, but he's a, uh, on the borderline of being a serial killer anyway, and Chucky mentors her. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting, actually, yeah. This was just a shit pie piled on a shit cake. Like, there was nothing interesting about this whatsoever, these first two episodes. The only reason you keep watching is to see how worse it gets. Well, that's the only reason why I keep watching, because to see how worse this piece of shit gets. Oh, I got two more episodes to go because they're, they're up to four episodes already. Oh, two more episodes and it's done? Hell. Well, no, two more episodes passed already, thanks to you. It sounds like trash anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to find a way to watch this shit. I'm not suffering through this goddamn show alone. I was hanging on your every word. Sounds like this is literally fucking awful. You say that like that is exactly how these teen angsty shows are designed now. I can't stand those kind of shows. Like, like none of this makes any no, fucking sense. Their personalities sense. don't make sense. Like they're all over the place, and that's what the teen angst shows are all about now. Like it's a fucking ridiculous concept. Anyway, you're scared of dolls. Fine, I get that, but no one is scared of a doll actually killing them. They're just scared of dolls because they think they're creepy looking. No one really believes that a fucking doll has the strength to kill them. So it's a ridiculous concept as it is. Wow. And I happened to watch the trailer too. But at least in the first movies, the first, at least in the first three movies, the story was interesting. And it made somewhat sense if you went along with the fact that the doll could kill. You let go of that ridiculousness, the storyline itself, this makes no fucking sense. None of the characters are written any way possible to being an actual person. (laughs) 
They try to make them complex, but all they do is make them confusing because the complexity they give these people don't mismatch for what they're supposed to be or how they're supposed to act. Like the father with the fucking first, he's sympathetic and then he's angry and then he's just an alcoholic, abusive asshole. All in a matter of, I guess, three days. It's like, what the fuck? That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Mind you, this this wife didn't die yesterday. <laughs> so none of this makes any fucking sense whatsoever. That was Chucky the series. We'll do I'll do the next two episodes next week. And then hopefully we'll be caught up. So I only have to review one of these fucking things at a time. Jesus fucking Christ. That's, that was just two hours of torture. Yeah, I was gonna Speaking ask you, how of two long hours of torture. An hour. Oh, an hour. Uh-huh. And the sad part is every time you think it should be the end, like it would be a good spot to end the show for the next episode, it keeps fucking going. <laughs> when the dad died, I thought that was the end of the episode. It kept going for like another 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Why is this show doesn't seem to end where it should end? Oh, that's unbelievable. Oh. But on to the cream of the crop shit. (laughs) Halloween kills. And Dune. It's a double feature. Because we are two, we're way behind. So we're doing a double feature. And we're probably even doing, might be doing a double feature next week. Well, I might be doing a double feature next week. I don't know if Robin will be here next week. Mm, I go to Jamaica, not next week, the following week. You might be replaced. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's start out with Halloween Kills. This movie sucked. Oh my gosh, so bad. I was This movie was really so really bad. Really bad. The one before it wasn't bad like like this. I went to the theater to see that one, the one before it. I'm glad I I saw that in theaters too. I'm glad I did not pay for this. Right. Oh wait, no, technically I did. I paid 5.99 through Peacock. Yeah, that's for Peacock. <laughs> I can watch whatever I want on there. That's for Peacock. I'm glad I did not pay for this. This was like I'm so, so bad. Glad. It's like they like let's make this script as seventies as possible. Like I don't know, like not even seventies. This this is what happens when you have four different writers with four different agendas, and that was the problem. This movie had four different stories in it going on at the same time. Yeah, it, it, it was just... Oh, and none of the stories tied to each other. None of the themes tied to each other. They tried to make them tie to each other, but the way they were written had nothing to do with each other at all. Like, it was just... The, <laughs> the first one, like, you know, it had a really good plot. They changed the story, but like, okay, this is an interesting story. Okay, part two. This, it... this was a horror movie an action movie, a drama, and a philosophical movie. All mixed into one. 
I'm sorry, not philosophical, philosophy movie. All mixed into one. All mixed into one. It was awful. Awful. And it was long. And dragged. <laughs> um, the acting was good. They had some fine actors, they so did. that would explain why the acting was good. Um, um, <laughs> um. They had some interesting camera angles. Oh my gosh. You know what angle just plagues my mind? I'm like, what was the point of that? I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to find some good things. Because I can't describe how bad this movie is until we get into detail. Um... I didn't have to pay for it. Jesus Christ. I'm, I can't remember the last time I tried so hard to find something good to say about anything. <laughs> and so far, the only positive I could come up with legitimate positive is... <laughs> Is the acting was good. <laughs> like, seriously, the kill scenes weren't even that great because I've seen them all before. So, yeah. Um. Let's just get into the shit. Yeah. Let's just jump right all into the cesspool. Let's see. We start with the kid finding the kid. Pronouns. Proud pronouns. The daughter. What are the what are their names again? Let's start with that. The cop. His name was Frank. Of course, we got uh, Lori. What was Lori's daughter's name? Mm, was it Julie? Girl who doesn't. Or was listen. that the youngest one? What? Daughter who doesn't listen? No, I forgot her name. What was the youngest one's name? The granddaughter? Yeah. I think Julie, I think maybe it was me. Okay, her name was Julie. So, yeah. So, Julie's boyfriend from the last movie was walking, looking for them, and he runs into the cop, Frank, who got stabbed by the doctor in the neck, who's still alive. Then we go to a flashback to 1978 when he's, <laughs> when he's a rookie cop. Was he a rookie cop or just a beat or just a rookie cop? cop. He was a rookie, right? Yeah, he was a rookie cop during the night Myers attacks. Um, My- during the Myers attack, who apparently just got out of stormtrooper training because he missed every fucking shot <laughs> when he sees Michael. I think he fired three or four times and didn't hit him once. Um, meanwhile. 
the other cops are riding through the streets still looking for him. They run into this kid being bullied by these other kids. So the cops come up to these kids, right? And says, have you seen anybody on the streets? He said, no, no, just us. They're like, well, go home right away. He's like, why? Because there are killer, there's a killer out there. He just killed a bunch of babysitters and drives off. Robert, how would you react if someone just told you that a madman killed a bunch of babysitters? Running right home. Exactly. These kids literally walk home. Like this is something they hear every day. Still teasing the kid they were teasing, saying, I hope the killer doesn't get you. No, I hope the killer does get you, right? Either way, and the bully kid continues to walk home as well. And I wrote in my notes, six minutes in, and this is already the stupidest Halloween movie I've ever seen, including Rob Zombie's. This movie, six minutes in, is literally worse than Rob Zombie's Halloween's. Because at least in Rob Zombie's Halloween's, people had somewhat realistic reactions. (laughs) Oh my fucking god. So they go to Myers' house. Myers gets to jump on one of the, the cops. Before he even says that, he talks about how Michael, he was friends with Michael Myers, the cop they got, who gets, Michael gets the jumps on, jump on. Now he would come, try to come over and play with Michael, and all Michael would do was stare out his window. So he goes and looks out the window while his partner's in another room, Frank is in another room, and uh, Michael grabs him, Frank shoots the cop, and then Michael runs out the house and gets caught accidentally shoots the cop. The whole time I'm thinking, why didn't he just push him out the window? Mm, what been a good idea? I mean, at least then you could grab your partner's feet. <laughs> I'm like, he's holding him from behind. Just, he's standing by a window. Just run. <laughs> just run. Because it wasn't like Michael's choking the cop with a rope. Not like he had a gun or a knife to his throat. He's choking the cop to the, the rope. Just Run and push him out the window or into the wall or something. Nope. He fires and shoots his partner in the neck and his partner ends up dying. Fast back forward to the end of the last movie. And I wrote a nice way to introduce adult characters, but I don't know. Oh, right. Fast forward. That's right. Okay. Fast forward back to the last movie. Well, I should say cut to the last movie. When they're leaving the burning house and the the firemen are going down there. And then they cut right to a bar, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it cut to the bar. And I didn't understand the point of that. <laughs> because they could have just cut to the bar after the cop scene and did the same thing. Put the date, 2018, did the bar thing, and then went to Lori's house and have this the bar thing take place. You would know that the bar thing would take place at the exact same time they were fighting Michael at Lori's house. Right? Why they went to the ambulance, them pull the, the end of the last movie, them pulling away and the ambulance showing up and pulling past them. Literally. Just that one scene and then they cut to the bar scene. Like, what was the fucking point of that? 
Or they did they did the uh they did the thing when they closed him in the door. They did do that part. That's right. They did the closing the door part. But still, why would you show that little bit and then go to the bar scene where you could have just shed the bar scene first and then did to that bit and then had the fireman show up? It was just like jumping scene to scene the, a lot. Yeah, the momentum would have been better at that part. The momentum would have been way better. So then three loudmouth people come in behind this black couple who tell them to shut up nicely, but with an attitude. Then you find out they're all the survivors of Michael Myers. Then they feel like shit. I didn't understand the point of that. Right. But, uh, and then they become friends and then they cut back to the firefighters at the house. Oh, we, they, they do have a scene where they cut to the, uh, Lori and her daughter and granddaughter on the truck. Screaming, no, don't let it burn. It was, yeah, it's just cutting scenes here and there. Like, yeah, too much is going on at once. Or maybe they did do it the way I said it, because I have it written down kind of. I, that's from, yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah, they did do it the, the second way. Okay, yeah, because that would have been a better flow. All right, all right, I was just, just remembering it backwards. Oh. Well, I feel sheepish. Right, so yeah, they did that, cut this in 2018, did the bar thing. Then they cut to the end of the last film. I was about to say, because that made more sense if they did it that way. Why would they do it that they didn't? They did it the right way. So I give them that. They did it the right way. Freaking idiot. We go to the flaming house, and I was hoping that the flames would burn the film reel and then proceed to get so hot that it would burn every digital copy of this fucking movie because already I just don't want to be here anymore. I mean, it was really bad. So they go into the house... And out of nowhere, I'm not talking about the fact that Michael was still alive. He gets out. But when he gets out, there's a bunch of firefighters up there. And this turned into a fucking action movie. Michael was standing there with the fire. There was a firefighter who went in. Michael kills him, takes him, takes his axe. He's standing out there with the axe with the show in a showdown. Like he's John Wick. <laughs> with a bunch of fucking firefighters with all these different weapons. I'm like... What the fuck is this now? <laughs> I thought I was watching Halloween. Well, what is this? Mm. Meanwhile, they're cutting back and forth between them and the people in the bar doing, what was he playing? A song? Doing a karaoke? They were doing different it was karaoke. things. It was like open mic He was doing karaoke and he was doing a tribute. And the three people who survived Michael Myers, it was uh, that stupid kid who was walking home after getting bullied and still decided to just walk the fuck home. And the two kids, uh, what's the name, was babysitting. Lori was babysitting. Lindsay and what was the, 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 the other kid's One of them name? was a nurse. The older, oldest one, the nurse that was dressed as a nurse, he, he got her through the window. Oh, it was four of them. That's right, it was four. It was the nurse. I forgot about her. I completely forgot about her. It was the nurse who, the nurse who was with Dr. Loomis and the two kids, the uh, uh, start over. It was the stupid kid who they made up in the beginning of this movie who was walking home with the pumpkin, was getting teased, and continued to walk home after he turned there was a murderer on the street. It was the two kids that uh, Lori and her friend was babysitting. What was it? Lindsay? And what was the other ones? The, the boy's name? Oh, uh, what the fuck is this kid's name? Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy and Lindsay. Yeah. Tommy and Lindsay. And the nurse that I don't remember the nurse's name, but the nurse from uh, who was in the car with Dr. Loomis when Michael escaped. Those are the four survivors in the bar. 
And I think they were doing a song. I think they were singing. It was karaoke at the same time as they were flashing back and forth to, uh, yeah, they was doing I Will Survive. They were singing I Will Survive. And it was they were cutting back and forth between them singing I Will Survive and Michael fighting the, the, the uh, firefighters because for some reason one of the writers wanted to make this an action movie. And the director thought it was cool, I guess. I don't know. This is fucking stupid. Um, Michael ends up in somebody's house trying to find his way back to Haddonfield. It was this couple, this old couple, and I asked myself, what the fuck was the deal with this goddamn drone? <laughs> I don't know why there's a drone in this movie. This is like this old lady playing with a drone yeah. inside the house. And I don't understand what was the point of this fucking thing. What none of this make? What, what what's going on here? <laughs> what is what what, what, what what was in their mindset when they wrote whichever one of them wrote that this old couple is going to be in their house playing with a drone when Michael Myers comes and kills him? I don't understand this. But Michael goes into that house because it's on his way back to Haddonfield. He grabbed the guy. The guy, the guy saw him in the in the patio. I guess I don't know. Anyway, he grabs him through the fucking window, slams his head against the wall, comes in, breaks a light tube, and stabs the the wife in the neck. And if you think that doesn't happen, just ask Nick Gage, dumbass. If you don't know who Nick Gage is, just Google him. You'll find out. He knows all too well the dangers of a light tube. And then he's sitting there, he's standing there sticking every knife in the back of her husband with her head faces towards him. And that's when I realized that Michael isn't a disturbed killer, just a misunderstood artist, and the world is his canvas. Think about it. He's always killing these people and putting these people in these elaborate poses. Very true. They highlight. They had the tombstones with the woman, with the the, the the person on the bed, with his sister's tombstone above it. He had the guy stuck on the wall. He even turned his head to look at his art. Right. Whenever it's a body, whenever you find a body, they're always posed looking at you in some strange way. That's why he was looking out the window his whole life. He is an artist, and the world is his canvas, and you are his art pieces. Even in this movie, they kill someone, they kill these people, and have them on the merry-go-round right, posed. <laughs> he had the lady hung up in the air on the monkey on the swing <laughs> with Halloween masks on. He even posed someone's head correctly when he snapped it to make sure they were looking in a certain direction. He's just a misunderstood artist. There is logic in what he says. Uh, let's see. The survivors get a call about the cop and they find out, they find out that he's in the hospital and they see it on the news about the, the, what's the name, right? Yeah, the murder. About the firefighters. Yeah, the firefighters and the murder. Oh yeah, because it was a bunch of murders in the town. Yeah, they see it on the news and yeah, they realize the, it's. the murders from the first movie. Yeah, I keep forgetting this continues from the first movie. So yeah, they, uh, they hear about the murders on the news and they're like, evil is back. It's Michael. He's back. Da, 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 da. Evil is back. So, the two black, the black couple, they're leaving, and there's someone in their car. 
And the wife's like, here, go look. I'm going to go get some more. You go look. I think he yelled out, hell no, because I wrote... I wrote in my notes, hell no, an explanation for it. So I think the guy yelled out, hell no, too. Yeah, like, go look. You're sending your husband to his death? I think he said hell. Or maybe he didn't say, I forgot. (laughs) But I think I wrote hell no in my notes. I think he said hell no and ran back, too. So they go in there and say Michael's in there. And this is the one of the whole thing, the only realistic action in the movie, I mean, reaction in in the movie so far was like, they sort of start forming a militia. Like, the whole bar comes out to whoop this man's ass. It's like, all right, the only realistic thing, because if you run into a bar and tell someone there's a murder in your car, that's what's going to happen. The whole bar's going to come out with fucking weapons. <laughs> One, to make sure they don't go anywhere and wait for the police to come. <laughs> Two, to whoop his ass. So... So Tommy goes out with the bat. He goes up to the car. The guy, the car drives off, crashes, and then the car is empty. What happened after that? Uh, what happened after that? Because I'm like, it had me playing like, since when Michael be driving? Huh? I had to question that so much. I'm like, yeah, because it, it just drags a lot. It drags. I wrote so back much. to back to the fake shit. So I don't remember what the fuck happens after that. I think, do they flash back to the firefighters again? I honestly don't remember. And then we flash to Lori and her daughters in the hospital. Yeah, they go to the hospital. And then the little boyfriend yeah, I I finds out her quite too. A bit. Uh... There was just a lot of jumping around. It was freaking annoying. Yeah, I think we, we jumped to the hospital with... Okay, we jump to the hospital. What happens in the hospital? Her mom's critical condition and stuff. And she said they, the mom, the blonde daughter, Lori's daughter, and the granddaughter, they, they just need a, a moment to, like, unravel. They're still, like, shooketh from everything. And they took personal moments to, like, unpack everything. And then they're yeah, getting interviewed by the sheriff and shit. Yeah, she goes and wash the bloods off her hands. What happened after that? Amen. You're on track. You're on track. It's starting to come back. She goes, wash the bloods off her hands. What's that happens after? Freaking that? out. Um, and I'm trying to think if this is the moment where they find out that he's still alive after they're saying, "Oh, we did it. We killed him. We killed him." I'm sorry, you didn't. He's still alive. I know the little boyfriend comes around and tells uh, her that, you know, we're 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 starting. Tells the granddaughter, "Oh, we're starting a mob." Yeah. And shit. And the mom says, no, stay with your grandma. Stay with your grandma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she goes, anyway. Right. And um, writes in the book, evil dies tonight. Some shit. Right. She keeps telling the cops to stay in the hospital because uh, Lori's daughter, because Michael's obsessed with Lori and he's coming after her. Uh... She pissed me off, the daughter, because she's starting to blame her mom why her husband ended up dying. You didn't listen to your mom. <laughs> I wasn't even. I wasn't even listening. I was. The dialogue it was, was so really bad. bad. I, I was it just was tuned like, out. I figured I was tuned out. I think Michael killed someone else. Yeah, he was just like. Because I wrote down pretty good kill scenes. What are you talking about? The one in the car. Who? Do, what happened? Where in the car? you know uh, now they're on the hunt. They're all split up. Uh, Tommy is gathering everyone, like going every. We need you to join in, and the black family, a black couple, joins in. It might have been he might have killed somebody I'm before that. He killed. he killed a couple. I could have sworn the bloodiest 
Oh, okay. I remember what happened. Oh, they That's kids. why I wrote more back to the fake shit. They flash forward to Michael's house. That's what it was. Oh, I thought that was real. That's what it was. Big John and Little John. Yeah, they go there. It's been redecorated. It's been uh, renovated, and there's a couple living in there. And uh, these kids come to his house. That's why I wrote now back to the oh, fake okay. shit. Yeah, yeah. Because these kids come to their house and pull a, a prank on them. And rather, and it was like a serious prank Very too. Serious, like I dead would have decked those kids. Like, yeah, they told they told these people that was it. It was one of the candies, right? Not an apple, mm-hmm. but the candies. Yeah, one of the candies had a razor blade in it that they got from their house, and the kids on the ground. There's blood there. Da 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 da. And it should seem serious, and then it turns out it was a prank. And rather like getting a really pissed off reaction like a normal person would for someone fucking pulling in a my house like that too on one them. of the kids went in their house too nah yeah one of the kids went in their house and stole stole the whole bag went of candy I, nah I'm calling the cops like. yo instead they tell them the scary story of Michael Myers and scare them away I'm like are you fucking kidding me cause that's not like a, a ha ha prank that serious. shit is fucking serious no no person would Oh, I don't you get them back. Ha ha ha. Nobody's doing that in real life. They're gonna curse them fucking kids out. They're probably gonna call the cops <laughs> if they don't beat their ass. That's when I wrote down, yeah, back to the fake shit. Cause we got more fake reactions from fake people written by someone who doesn't know how people act. That was so fucking stupid. Now I'm sure someone got killed after that, because I wrote pretty good fight scene. Oh, okay, no. That's right. Yeah, so then, then, okay, I got you, I got you. So then, <laughs> we go to what you were saying, right? Because we did that, then we went to the hospital, and the daughter goes with them, and then we get to what you're saying, where they find those those same two kids, and their friend's not there again, playing on the swings, and Lindsay goes out there like, what the fuck are you kids doing out here? <laughs> Don't y'all watch the news? <laughs> oh, you trying to scare me? <laughs> where are your parents? Like, where are they? Like- these children are terrible. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> it's got to be like, what, 9 o'clock at night? Maybe later. What the fuck are you doing out here in the dark? So, while she's out there, Michael attacks the, the caravan. Kills everyone except Lindsay. And that's when I wrote, is pretty good. these are some pretty good death scenes. Because they were some good death scenes. Although some of it didn't make sense. Like when the girl, like when the black chick fell out the car with the gun. Mm-hmm. Why was she so far away? Yeah. Like, correct me if that wrong. That car did no, not move. No, it didn't move at all. So why was she, why did you see her walking forward with the gun shooting at him? She should have been right there. That was so uh Right? Like, she fell out the car. Okay, she fell out the car. The car was still. It wasn't moving. No one stepped on the gas. So, why did she have to walk forward to the car? Where did she go? Yeah, I was confused. I'm like, she had an opportunity to run away, so she came back to shoot him? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't, they thought- I don't know. It was It was very weird. Either it was very weird or I was very high. Because trust no, me, it... after a while, I could not watch this sober anymore. <laughs> yeah, it does make sense. Remember, he had a whole time to kill her husband. 
There was a fight scene. He strangled him, then stabbed him in the eye. For all that to happen, yeah, and the car, were, yeah, and the car did not move that at that move. point. She, so where did she, she go? Ran, they came back. I don't know. I mean, I might be remembering it the walking forward wrong. It might have been that the car moved after she fell out, way after she fell out. But the whole time after she fell out, where before did she the car moved? Because I think Lindsay got in the car. I think Lindsay got in the car and tried to drive forward a little bit. Didn't no, she? no, she was. Uh, the nurse was in the car. Don't move. He's he's here. And just started shooting the windows. Yeah, so the car never moved. It never moved. No. That car never moved at all. So where, why? <laughs> I don't understand where she went. And then Lindsay was like, oh, you know, grabbing a bag to fill it up with rocks and stuff. <laughs> it's like a four-way match in wrestling. One of the guys just disappear, and you're like, where the fuck? And all of a sudden, they come out of nowhere. Like, where the fuck were they the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so but the the kill scenes were pretty good in this part. I'll tell you what, it was a really stupid fucking kill scene later. This was that was the absolute worst of the entire fucking movie. Um, wait, that was this movie, right? I think so. I think it was this movie. But anyway, Lindsay manages to get away on foot. <laughs> Michael's looking for her, and I wrote pretty good fight, pretty good kill scenes. Until it turned to Lord of the fucking Rings. <laughs> I never watched Lord of the Rings, so I don't get that reference. She's hiding under a tree. Under the roots of a tr- oh. of a huge tree. Under the bridge. He's walking back and forth like he's a fucking ring raider. Sniffing out the one ring. I swear to God, I am not making this up. She's covering her mouth, trying not to breathe, with her eyes looking up above. He's walking back and forth like a fucking ring wraith. I, I, I started rolling, and this went on for 10 seconds before he finally walked away. Oh my god. Oh, meanwhile, Lori wakes up. Frank gets rolled in. Then they find out Michael's still alive. Lori gets up. Back to Michael's house. Uh it's the weird angle scene. What's it? I was so confused. I'm like, why are they angling Big Big John like this? Oh, I don't even I wasn't even paying attention to that. I don't know. I was high at that point. What happened? They were just do why, like doing angle? quick shots at different angles of Big John dancing to the Halloween music. Oh, yeah. I was high. <laughs> so I really wasn't paying attention. All I know I think the doorbell rang. Or there was a knock, one or the two, and they thought it was the kids again. So then they go down. But of course, it turns out to be Michael. He gets into the house. He kills... I forgot how he kills one of them. Because the other because the other death was so overshadowed. Because it was the worst fucking thing they had on this screen in this movie. He pushes the guy's eyes in mm-hmm. to kill him. But it was so cartoony. Like, his entire 
the entire front cavity of his forehead collapsed (laughs) into his head. And I thought, his thumbs is in his eyes. Literally in his eyeballs. His forehead is not going to cave in. (laughs) No matter how hard he pushes. And then when his partner found a dead body, he was perfectly fine. It's just his eyes had jelly coming out of him. It had strawberry jam sticking on him. And I was like, this is terrible. Who thought this looked good? The whole scene was terrible. None of that looked good at all. And I said, who thought this looked good? This looked like one of the worst cartoons, death scenes I'd ever seen in my life. It looked awful. Um, then we go back to the hotel, I mean, a hospital, where everybody has gathered, and all of a sudden it turned into Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pitchforks and all mob mentality. Like, they went into this mob mentality to to kill Michael, but no one actually went out looking for him. They just hovered around the whole the hospital waiting for him to come. And by chance, so two people escaped and, the insane asylum. Yeah, when Michael escaped, a couple other people escaped as well because they were on the same bus. So one of them goes to the hotel looking for, I mean the hotel, the, ho- the, the hospital looking for help. And they all say, oh, it's Michael, get him, get him, because he's a stranger in a hospital gown. One, don't you think Michael would have changed his clothes by now? Mm-hmm. Two, they just assume it's Michael Myers because they, no one's ever seen him without a mask. Number three, the man came knocking on the door. Why would Michael come knocking on the door? When has Michael ever killed anybody knocking on the door? <laughs> right, come in a crowded hospital. And he said, help. Like, he was saying, help. <sighs> So they just chased this man down to the point where he commits suicide. That shit was just so unnecessary, like... And at that point, I just couldn't understand why I was still watching this movie. So I just kind of stopped taking notes. In fact, I think I went out to took another hit, didn't bother pausing the movie, came back... Shut the front door. And... I think, let's see what's in my notes. Actually, the part where I left, actually, I left before that. I left, something happened in the hospital that I missed because when I came back, Lori was awake. So Frank came in. I saw that part, but then I left after that. And then they had like a heart to heart. Like I've always. I don't know. I know I was there for that. That came later. So pretty much, yeah, the daughter trying to stop them and Tommy from, and then the sheriff just giving up on everything. He just gave up. So the kid from earlier, the the kid, uh, the the pumpkin kid, so the pumpkin kid survivor that was made up for this movie, uh, the granddaughter and her boyfriend, they all go to Michael's house. I don't remember why. That's probably what I missed. In some way, they end up at Michael's house looking for him. Uh, they both get killed. The, Julie breaks her leg. 
Her mother shows up, grabs Michael's mask. I don't remember how it got off. I told you I went and took another hit because this shit was she came worse up from and worse. Behind. Uh, okay, she came up from behind. They went. She took him to a trap, and she goes back to the hospital just in time for him to kill everybody. <laughs> everybody in that mob that set the trap for him, that mob. Ended up getting murdered while we had to listen to a philosophy about fear. Mm-hmm. And then he kills, he kills Lori's daughter, opening it up to a sequel, which I hope never comes to pass because this I movie was not. utter shit. Oh my goodness. He, this he movie, killed her the same place he killed his sister. I didn't right. even get that. I didn't care. I was done with this movie a long time ago. This really was... The worst Halloween movie to ever be made. It really was. It was the worst. Like, the worst. Unbelievably bad. And that's because you had four different types of stories all trying to play at the same time. And none of them intertwined with each other. They were forced together by Michael Myers. The one common denominator they had. But these were all four different movies going on at the same time. They just used Michael to linchpin them together. It was more like chewing gum in them together. Because it was flimsy and it sucked ass. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> That was straight part. <laughs> what would you say was worse? Watching Chucky the series or this? Chucky the series because that shit keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> that shit just keeps going. <laughs> I'm like, at least this is over. I don't have to watch the next episode. Although the next episode does seem like it's going to be interesting. It's starting to get interesting. I just know they're going to fuck it up. Well, at least this is done. And don't make any more. You can't fix this. You can't You can't retcon it. So just don't. Just let, let it, it die. die. Let it die. <laughs> let it die. Make a video game or something. Just no more movies. Please, just stop. You got by with the first, the, the last one. Because that was actually really good. But that was your one shot. Don't make any more. Just don't. Jesus fucking Christ. And that movie feels like it never ends. Because it just mm-hmm. constantly drags. Just drags. I saw that it made $50,000, I mean, $50 million the first weekend, and then dropped down to 14000 $14 million the next weekend. Which means half of those people who went to the movies and paid for this told their friends, don't pay for that shit, spend $5, get Peacock, and at least you can watch some other shit mm-hmm. for the rest of the month. Because that shit is not worth $20. Not at all. Big trash. Fucking hell. Just awful. Okay, next we have up is Dune. 2021. It started out good. Quick question, though. Was this a remake? Yes, this is a remake. I thought so. Okay. 
it started out good, but then it just went downhill really fast. And the special effects was amazing. The acting was good. Yeah, it it was. Jason Momoa looks different without a beard and mustache. He looks weird. You think so? He looks the same to me. Just Yeah, what can I say? It was Dune. <laughs> like, the it, acting it, it, was amazing, as you said. Like, it had a really great cast lineup. It had an okay cast lineup. Wouldn't I say mean, great. I wasn't saying Jason Momoa. Honestly, yeah, the acting, they were really but, good. The The mom, like... Most of the people are unknowns, actually. The guy, I know the 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 black unknowns guy, the older black people, guy. Unknowns or people you've forgotten about. It's pretty much what the cast was, with the exception of Jason Momoa and uh, Zendaya and Batista. <laughs> Who's Batista? Oh yeah, I forgot Batista was there and Zendaya. Zendaya, Who's Zendaya. Zendaya was the girl. Zendaya, like. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The, those the, are the only well-known actors right now. The rest were either unknowns or you forgot the, about the them until you see them. You're like, Empire, oh, wait. Emperor. Isn't that the guy from um, Thor, the doctor? Uh, yeah. And he did an okay job. He did an okay job. Kenneth McMillan's uh, Baron Hulk Conan was better. See, I never watched the original, and now I want to. What? Yeah. I'm well, the original think. was way better than this. <laughs> this movie dragged. <laughs> it started out fast-paced. It started out really well. Then, all of a sudden, it just starts dragging. And dragging. And dragging. <laughs> I mean, it was re- it got to a point where it got really, really slow. And then everybody talks in whispers, Our which makes it language. worse. So you start falling asleep because you got to hear this all the time. But it's really, really long dialogue. So it goes on for about 25 to 30 seconds. And then all of a sudden, the music goes up again and <laughs> so that's what the movie was like. <laughs> that's what happens. And all of a sudden, something exciting happens. You're like, huh? But by then, you're not even interested anymore because you're just bored to death because it drags so goddamn much. I like, the, I like that they did more emphasis on the religious aspect of it. But it could have been shortened down. It could have been shortened down a lot. Like, you get it? Like, in the first 10 seconds of whatever was going on with the front... That's another thing, too. They changed the names for some reason. It was just kind of odd. Like, it didn't take away from the story. It didn't add to... It was just odd. It was just odd. Because all of a sudden, the Harkonnens were called the Hawkonnens. They were emphasizing Hawk. 
for some reason. Um, the Freemen were now the Frymen or the Furmen? Furmen. Furmen. Okay, so they are now the Furmen instead of the Freemen. It was just odd changes that just didn't make any sense. I guess I didn't take away, but didn't add. It was just weird. It was like no reason to change the names. So that threw me off. Every time they spoke and said the name, it threw me off because I was used to the Harkonnens or the Freemen. Uh, what else can I say real quick about it? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it without giving away details. This movie was about what? How long? Two hours and change? Two hours and 23 minutes. Because, yeah, it wasn't bad, but it's just. He shit everywhere! Look what he did! He shit all over the wall! Alright, let's get into details. <laughs> Enough of that. So the movie starts out with the backstory of Arrakis and the Spice. Alright, so you have four planets. One is owned by. Uh, House Atreides. The other planet is owned by the Harkonnens. The third planet is owned by the Emperor. And the fourth planet is Arrakis. And the thing about Arrakis is it's the only place that you can get the spice from. The spice. Okay. Is talk? The spice. 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 There's the only place you can get the spice from. And spice is used for uh, space travel. Although they kind of left out the fact that everyone's addicted to it, but <laughs> it's used for space travel. He who controls the spice controls the universe. And what is spice, might you ask? It's worm shit. No, that is. I swear to God, I am not making this up. Spice is actually worm shit. There's these giant worms on Arrakis, and when they shit, <laughs> it's the sp- that's what they use. That's the spice. It's it's worm shit. Seriously. Seriously, it's worm shit. Wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> you didn't know it was worm shit. <laughs> No idea. I'm like, spice? I'm like, they mean sand? The most valuable thing in the universe is worm shit. Wow. So after we get that backstory, um, we're introduced to Paul Atreides, who is uh, our protagonist of the movie. Oh, there's also a fourth group. And I did a sisterhood or something. I forgot what what they are. Sisterhood or something. But everyone refers to them as the witches. So we get introduced to Paul Atreides, who is a protagonist of the story, and he's having breakfast with his mother. Now, time for backstory. Hey, the thing about the witches is this. They are an organization of all women who can control which sex they have. So they, they have an oath to only have girls. Paul's mother is part of this, part of the witches. She's one of the witches. And she decided to have a boy because she thought she can bring forth their version of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and not with, that bad. 
And the reason they're, they're, they're considered witches is because they have this power to manipulate people with their voice. So and Dor- clairvoyance. They have clairvoyance. Oh, yeah, they do have that, and they have clairvoyance. Yeah, so we see Paul and his mother, and that's when we're introduced to the voice and how it works. She's teaching him how to use it, which is forbidden. Actually, it's forbidden for her to even have a son, but okay. Now, the the Harkonnens are in charge of Arrakis at the moment, but the Emperor decides to give Arrakis to House Atreides and strip Harkonnens of their power of Arrakis. Uh, We meet the Harkonnens. I'm not calling them Harkonnens either. We meet the Harkonnens. And... I have to say I liked um, Keith McMillan better as the Baron. I mean, I like Batista as the Baron's nephew. And they left out Fade. Where is Fade? He was played by Sting in the original movie. He was the best character in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the little one? A pet, perhaps? Will she deserve my special attentions? Why would you cut him out? But he's gone for some reason. I don't know why. So he only had the one nephew played by Batista. And he, he was good in it. But I don't know. There's something about the way Kenneth McMillan's play Baron Harkonnen that was just memorable. Like, out of all the things in Dune, I remember him the most. He did an outstanding job playing the Baron. The Duke will die before these eyes. And he'll know, he'll know that it is I. Then Vladimir Harkonnen, who encompasses his doom. So, yeah, I kind of missed that performance. This guy was a little... Where Kenneth McMichaels was at a 9, this guy is at a 4. Oh, who was that again? Oh, yeah, the guy from Thor. That's right, the one who played the Doctor from Thor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he, 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 he was a very low-toned low low baron. He reminded me of... <laughs> I swear to God, he was doing um, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. That's what he was doing. His, his entire performance was Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. Uh, head of the witch organization comes to House of Trades <clears throat> and gives Paul the test. We have to stick his hand in a box, but he can't take his hand out. Otherwise, the witch will kill him. And it was a test on pain. Basically, it was what to see whether or not he can, whether mind could, he had mind over matter. Put it like that. That's what the test was. Uh, the music was not great in this. It got annoying after a while. It reminded me of, <clears throat> it reminded me of Wonder Woman in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. You know, every time she showed up, they did that stupid, not the Wonder Woman music, but the stupid Amazon music with the, <laughs> that stupid chant thing. <laughs> That's what this reminded me of. Because every time Paul would do something or the people would start praising him, they'd play that stupid fucking Messiah music over and over again. It was the same thing chanting. <laughs> What happened? Did your, your balls drop off? Hmm? So that was distracting. Um, there's a lot of talking. A lot of talking. And part of the problem is they all talk in whispers like this. 
so they'll be talking about something important, but you can barely hear it. And then after a while, this goes on for like a minute and a half, and you start nodding because everybody's whispering. But then all of a sudden, something really exciting, not even exciting, all of a sudden it just gets loud out of nowhere. But then everyone whispers because there's a bunch of espionage going on and secrecy and family things and the secret messiah thing. So everybody's always whispering for three to five minutes and you start drifting off and you realize this movie is dragging like a motherfucker. At about this time, because in the beginning, it doesn't drag this much. They still do the whispering, but it moves as fast-paced as the original movie moved. And then it just starts slowing down slowly. <laughs> so by the time we get to this part, some months have gone by. Oh, yeah, they also sent uh, one of their guys named Duncan there ahead of them to see what the problems was, get the lay of the land. Learn about the Freemen so they can have working relationships with them instead of trying to impress them like the Harkonnens were doing. Uh, you know, the Peace Corps crap. So they sent him ahead of time. So some months has passed. They are, uh, the rest of the family is moving because they're moving from their planet. I don't remember the name of their planet's name. They're moving from their planet to Arrakis to live there while they do the spice mining. So they're leaving. I noticed they used some of the props. For, they stole some of the props from, uh, Oh, I should say recycled some of the props from Man of Steel. Those stupid bug machines. Uh, I thought they were familiar. <laughs> they recycled them from Man of Steel. So you know it's true what they say. One man's junk is another man's treasure. Oh, I love trash. Uh, so let's see. We get to the Rackus. There's more Messiah stuff from Freeman that work with them. More talking. Oh, you know what? I rem- like those trees. Those I thought those trees were so pointless. <laughs> like those those date trees that what you water one that feeds a hundred people. It had a point. There, there was a point to it. There was a point to it because it had to do with the. The, the lack of water on a rack. Yes. So there was a lack point to water. it. I was like, that's so jacked up. Like, because they're holy. Like, literally, one tree. It's not because they're right. holy. It's because nothing grows on Arrakis. That was the thing. Nothing grows on the surface of Arrakis. It's an entirely desert planet. Anything that grows is mostly roots underground. On the surface, nothing grows. That's why they was... That's why... It, that was the point behind them. It was significant because they were actually growing. It took mm. a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice because that's water that people could be drinking. But the fact that they were actually growing on the surface of Arrakis was significant. Not only to the movie, the story, but to the people who live on Arrakis. They've never seen anything grow on the surface of Arrakis before. That's why that guy took so much joy in keeping them alive. That's why seeing them burning was supposed to be significant if you understood that. But probably most people like you didn't understand that and only heard the part because it wasn't clearly explained. They talk. This movie talks in riddles a lot. (laughs) I remember they said that it was sacred. I just thought it was a religious thing when he said it was sacred. 
it's sacred well, because it, like, yeah, it's sacred because almost, yeah, they didn't say nothing grows. They probably they they probably said it in briefings and in the intro, but everything's in a whisper. You miss a lot. <laughs> you miss a lot because everybody whispers. But that was the point of the trees. Nothing grows on the surface. It's an entirely desert planet. Nothing grows on the surface of the planet. Uh, Paul is. The hell is Paul doing? He's learning about Arrakis, and there's a poison. What was it? A poison droid thing? I guess you call it a poison yeah. droid. I didn't like this. I didn't like the fact. What I didn't like about this was the assassin droid was too small. <clears throat> Excuse me. The assassin droid was too small. In the original, it was the size of the end of a flashlight. So it made sense that he could grab it without getting, without it piercing his skin. But the fact that it was so tiny, there was no way in hell he could grab that thing and not have it pierce his skin. <laughs> so that, that was a really bad change. <laughs> really bad. There's no, it was like this, it was like the size of a fly. Man who catch fly with chopstick accomplish anything. There was no way you're catching that not having to pierce your skin. No way at all. He ended up saving one of the servants who was one of the freemen. I'm not calling them frymen or freemen or furrymen or whatever the fuck they're called. I'm calling them freemen. He ended up saving one of her, which led to absolutely, significantly, significantly nothing. She never showed back up, except I think when they showed her dead. Mm-hmm. In the original, there was significance to that. She actually, and I think in the original, she actually ended up helping them escape in some way, or she gave him something significant because she because he saved her life. There was no significance. It was just there. It was just there. Nothing came out of it. I don't know even know why that woman was there other than to give a knife. So that was stupid and pointless. And this is when you notice that the movie is starting to drag because the extra scenes added nothing. Literally added nothing. Like I said, I like that they added <clears throat> the religious aspects to it because it made him seem more of a messiah, but they could have cut those down a lot. Instead of 20, 20 seconds of it, they could have cut that down to 10 seconds of it. Instead of a minute and a half going through it, they could have cut that to 45 seconds. But this just kept going on forever. There was a bunch of stuff going on, but at the same time, you didn't care because it was dragging so much. They got, they dunked, they met up with Duncan again. Um, there was a meeting with the Freeman, and then the Freeman left. They were harvesting spice. And it was sabotaged, and they saved the people and let the spice die. I mean, not the spice die. Let the worms eat the spice. That's when you first got to see the worms. All this should be exciting, but it's not because they talk too damn much, and it drags. <laughs> um, They met some scientist woman who works for the Emperor and is a Freeman, you also find out that this is all a trap because the Emperor is jealous of 
the Atreides because their popularity is getting higher than the Emperor. So this is all a setup to wipe out the Atreides bloodline. Um, they're introduced to Gurney some point during this time who is an important character but I don't know what his role is. <laughs> is he like Captain of the Guards or something? I, re- I never understood Gurney's role. Ever. I don't know if he was the, the general of the army or captain of the guards or or I don't know. I don't know what Gurney's role was. But he was an important character. Um, you meet the doctor. You also find out that the witches are on the, in on the conspiracy too because they don't like the fact that... Oh, that was his mother's name, Jessica. Yes, yeah. Jessica. They don't like the fact that Jessica is with Paul's father... He never married her either. I'm like, okay, are they going to go into that? Why? Because of uh, the sisterhood thing. They're not allowed to get married. Mm. Um, Mm. What else happened? We met the doctor who ends up betraying them. I'm just going to cut to that. And this, all this happened. And all this should be exciting, but it was all boring because of how the movie just dragged on. It's hard to describe how it dragged, but it dragged. Because what they're talking about seems important. But the dialogue just is so boring. Oh, I guess it wasn't that hard to explain after all. (laughs) Um, Did I leave anything out? We really got to the core of it. Anything you want to add before we continue on? No, I don't. It was just dragged out. Like, uh, uh, yeah, no, pretty much. You're you're giving good detail, but not giving away too much. So, <laughs> yes, continue. <laughs> we'll find you'll find out why this drags at the end. So, um, the Harkonnens finally attack with some special guards from the Emperor. They find out that the Doctor is the one who betrays them, but he sets up something so they can so that Paul and his mother can escape. Puts the false tooth in the father, <clears throat> in Paul's father, so when he meets the Baron, he can poison him and take him with them when he dies, which he kind of does. In the in the original movie, it was just a small breath thing, so he ended up just killing his assistant. But I like this better, the fact that the poison filled up the whole room. I think that happened in the yeah. book, too. It filled up the whole room. It wasn't just like a, a puff of smoke that went directly into the person's face who was up close. So that was a good change. Of course, uh, the Baron survives. Um, even though they made an agreement with the, the witches not to kill Jessica and Paul. They try to kill them anyway, but they escape. And at this point, it had dragged so fucking much that I couldn't take anymore. So I went outside to have a smoke and watch the raccoons walk across the power lines because that was way more fucking exciting than what I was watching on my goddamn TV. So when I came back in, I saw Duncan sacrificing himself for Paul. I have no idea how he found him, and I don't give a fuck. Did I miss anything important? No. All right. So we'll just keep going. Um, They get into their dragonfly ship, go into a storm, and everyone thinks they're dead. Like I said, the Baron's still alive. He's healing. Still don't enjoy this Baron. I like the, uh, the guy who was obsessed with Diseases on his face. (laughs) 
it was creepier. Um, they crash land in the desert. <clears throat> Paul teaches his mother how to walk like the free men do, so they don't attract the worms. They find the free men. They get into a fight, and then you find oh, and Paul kills the guy just to, for you to find out that there's a fucking second half to this goddamn movie, which is why it drags so fucking much. Are you fucking kidding me? The original movie was two hours and 17 minutes, and they managed to tell the entire story without it dragging or being boring. And this movie was two hours and 23 minutes and can only tell half the story. What the fuck? You know they're trying to drag it out for a sequel. There probably won't be a sequel. I hope not. Because it did not do well. Hold on. On opening day, this movie grossed $41 million. I don't remember, I don't really? Know In three weeks, it made $85 million. I don't think that's enough to get a sequel. What was this budget? Oh, shit. I think there's going to be a fucking sequel. <laughs> I told you. I'll tell you how they were back from no Worldwide, shit. it made 33 <laughs> I mean, three hundred thirty-two million dollars, motherfucker. Seventy-five percent of that is internationally. You fucking asshole. Yo, this movie is awful. This movie is really bad. Oh god. Like they they managed to make it longer than the original, and made sure to keep out like essential things i tell you the movie was so long and i felt like looking up underneath a, a carpet like where's the rest of it like looking all around where's the rest of it like oh god this movie is awful this movie was bad oh this is also when we introduced i wonder how much she got paid she yeah. was in the last what 15 minutes she probably had 17 minutes of screen time the chick the mary jane Oh, Zendaya? I remember she was kind of like... No, she actually probably had 10 minutes of screen time in a two-hour movie, including Dreams. (laughs) Really, think about how how many times she saw her on screen. That's true. She had 10 minutes of screen time in a two-hour movie. I wonder how much she got paid for 10 minutes. (laughs) For 10 minutes, and she didn't didn't even green light a sequel yet. It's probably going to get a sequel, though. Mm-hmm. Even if they just air it on HBO Max. No, it's got, it made 33... It made 33... I mean, $330 million. So, internationally, <laughs> is where most of the money came from. I blame everyone except the United States for this shit. <laughs> There's going to be a sequel. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all! And we're gonna have to, well, I'm gonna have to watch it. I don't know where you'll be then. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking hell. This movie sucked. It started out good, and then it just... Fell off a cliff. <laughs> it was too long. It's too much whispering. 
it dragged the dialogue was boring it's just it's, it was not good it was not good at all the original movie was still the best movie out of all the incarnations they told a story that made sense you didn't get lost it didn't drag when it was exciting it was exciting the music fit everything was just off on this one and it was only half the story you got any final thoughts on this? It was. Like, I, I don't want to say it was a waste of, like, time, but it, 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 it was just. I think it was a waste of time. Drag. Honestly, you really want to watch it? Watch the original. I think I want to watch the original. It still holds up. It let. This movie left me feeling empty and, like. I mean. The space traveler guys look like a giant vagina, but it still holds up. I'm not kidding when I say that either. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, can you want what? <laughs> that is not a joke. They really do look like giant vaginas. Alrighty then. But I will definitely check out the original because this one was lacking so much, where it could have been so much more. Like, I will kill him. <laughs> I will kill him. Uh, you you know you'll get that later. <laughs> like, uh, uh, it was it was disappointing that it it just lacked so much and like uh, it was very uh, unfulfilling. And the fact that yes, you did not see yes. the fact that you didn't see the original and you still felt it was unfulfilling says a lot. Yeah, because I'm like, yes, I really felt unfulfilled, like. I'm pretty sure most people didn't even make it halfway through. Yeah, my friend, she fell asleep. Like, not even halfway through. Like, <laughs> she wasn't even... I'm like, don't bother finishing it. Oh, it was rough. Well, that's it for this episode. Let's see, I got Army of Thieves. The prequel to... Uh, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead, yeah. I want to do Eternals, but someone hasn't seen it yet, so. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was supposed to, so my schedule got all chopped up, so they're like, okay, just work Saturday, you're off Friday. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go see Eternals this Friday. Awesome. Then I get called in for an interview Friday. I'm like, fuck. Interview for what? Assistant manager. Oh, congratulations. This is my, literally, this week has been a whirlwind. This is my second interview. I just finished that program I told you that I was in. I had, like, a group presentation yesterday. Today is my graduation. And, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Internship. All right. Well, that's it for us. Um, Normally, I do plugs, but this time, I want to end this on something different. Because I recently lost a friend of mine. Condolences, yeah, and you know, when that happens, you start to reflect on a lot of things. And in my reflection, I real I feel like my friends don't realize how much I appreciate them. Like I know my friends appreciate me because if they didn't, they wouldn't have me around. But you know, you know how you know how you tend to just assume that everyone thinks the same way you do in certain things from time to time. 
<laughs> so I just, you know, I think everyone's like me. They realize I appreciate them because if they did, I wouldn't have them around. <laughs> if I if I didn't appreciate them, I wouldn't have them around. But then, you know, after this, I started thinking, I was like, I, I know I don't say, I don't verbally communicate how much I appreciate them. So I don't, re- I don't think some of them really do realize how much I appreciate them. So I decided then today with a tribute to all the people I've lost, all the people who are still in my lives, and to you, the fans who stuck with me all these years, to just to show just how much I appreciate you guys. That includes you, Robin. Even though you're a big pain in my ass. Well, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a pain, you know, that pleasure pain, you know? It's painful, but, you know, you get a kink out of it. <laughs> yeah, you're a cancer is what you are. <laughs> I like I like the Dominic idea. I'm pain pleasure. I'm a pain pleasure, okay? So this tribute goes out to you guys. heart tingled.